Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, reigning FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Gentlemen, we have suffered a great loss in leadership since the last time we recorded. It's been a while since we recorded, and all I can say is rest in peace, Tommy Tooks. How dare you? <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. It's what, Ian, it's what he would have wanted. It's what she would have wanted. She had a great sense of humor. It's what she would have wanted. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously, it has been a while since we recorded. Um, obviously, in that time, the uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth did pass away. So there was a bit of cancellation of fixtures. And yeah. uh, Ian had COVID. Ian, how you feeling? Ian has COVID. Has COVID, still testing positive. Yeah, it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just all came together to give me a little break, which was lovely. Um, mm. But yeah, I've l- l- mostly recovered now. I've still uh, got a little bit of a cough, which I will, of course, edit out. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a rough week. I'm not gonna. It's been a rough couple of weeks. What with work and then COVID. Yeah, it's been a rough couple yeah. of weeks. But you know, we're here now to record about the thing that cheers me up the most in the world ever. So. Chelsea firing their manager? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I am looking forward to our next football episode. I, I genuinely yeah. am. You know, we're, we're here to talk, and, and you're here with us, Oscar, as well, because it's been a me and Chuck domain, this. Is it is it to signify that it got so big it's now crossed the Atlantic and therefore Oscar, to give it the due, you know, international renown it deserves, he needs to be here as part yeah. of it? As, as part of the trilogy to complete the trilogy, is that what you're trying to say? Or oh, it's Americans coming in late when something gets big. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of, why don't you give the people a 30-second primer of the situation? Wagatha Christie, what is Wagatha Christie for all the Americans who have not listened We're to doing the first Wagatha, two we parts? Even, we haven't even said that yet. We're doing Wagatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> Wagatha Christie, <laughs> part, Wagatha Christie. <laughs> part three. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point, actually, Oscar. Yeah, so I guess we might have some listeners who haven't listened to part one or two. That's a shame. Rectify that immediately. Uh, they're, they're, they're back there so in the main feed. Sort your shit out. Um, but, uh, well, God, yeah, quick explainer then of Wagatha Christie. Back in 2019, Colleen Rooney posted a lengthy, uh, post, which in the, in the judgment, in the legal judgment is referred to as the reveal post. Just, <laughs> just so you know. And, um, basically saying that she'd, she'd been having stories leaked to the media all the time. So she decided that, um, she'd try and catch the person out who's doing it. So she started, putting false stories uh, on her Instagram. But what she'd done is she'd limited her Instagram stories so they could only be viewed by one person. And uh, after a very lengthy post, she decided to reveal that that person was Rebecca Vardy or Rebecca Vardy's account. account. <laughs> so, uh, yes, tread carefully here. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all right legally but now, we don't to be have honest. To. Yeah, yeah, we're fine. We can say whatever we want. She fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so this led to a twitter meltdown of epic proportions of all people love loving the fact that colleen rooney had put this sting operation together and um and rebecca vardy being sort of vilified but then rebecca vardy brings a libel case against colleen rooney uh which means the whole thing gets played out in front of britain's media uh who you know, played it down pretty low key as they tend to do, and um, yeah, and it was just it's it's been the best time of my life. All right, there you go. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. Uh, no, Ian has literally two thousand words of notes on the verdict of this trial. 
I've done, um, yeah. This is, I mean, I've done thousands of words of notes across the whole thing. I, Chuck, it was well-researched, wasn't it, the first two episodes, I think? Yeah, well, on your part, sure. I yeah, I'm, I'm asking for validation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was lovely. You've, done, you've put in a lot of work, and it okay. is to be commended, but also I don't feel like it was work for you, so I don't know. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I did, I did sort of think, oh, I've, got to, I've really got to sort of throw myself into this judgment thing and make sure... By the time I was you know, half a page through my notes. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> so I was, I was having a lovely old time. Anyway, okay, fine. So basically uh, we'll do exactly what me and Chuck did. We'll just, I'll go through things from the judgment, which we finally got. And mm-hmm. um, then you can just chip in as you want. Um, so Rebecca Vardy lost. Uh, this was a civil case, as I say, that she brought against Colleen Rooney for defamation. Um the burden of proof, well, there was a, a burden of proof beyond a reasonable doubt, like there is in a criminal trial. It was just that the judge basically had to decide that on the balance of probabilities, what she thought was likely to be true. And uh, the judge really gave Vardy an almighty fuck off on that. So I, um, <laughs> I've gone through the 75-page judgment and um, and some subsequent things that have happened to to. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, you've done the expansion packs as well. I have done some. <laughs> so there's, there's some extras that just really had to be mentioned. I haven't, got, I haven't gone massively into them, but there's some extras. There's some post-match. Um, right. So anyway, let's just go through go through the judgment then. Um, so Justice Stain uh, starts simply. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Justice Stain. Not sorry. Mr. Not Mr. Justice. Quite right. Remember we had that before. We that's that's what we call a callback. <laughs> so she says. <laughs> The initial post by Colleen Rooney did defame Rebecca Vardy in that the post caused Vardy significant reputational harm. Rooney, I didn't realise this at the time, but Rooney did try to deny that. Um, in part of her legal argument was that, that it didn't cause Vardy significant reputational harm, which seems mental, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. within a year, on Twitter alone, that post had been... Forget Instagram, on, on Twitter alone, that post had been seen 31 million times. So it was going to cause her <laughs> Just some... Just the 31. Rep- <laughs> yeah, so it was going to cause... What's the population of England? About 65, uh, I think. Well, well, UK, yeah, 65. UK, yeah. So it, it'd been seen a lot. It caused Rebecca Vardy harm, it's fair to say. Uh, so the judge basically says, it better be true. <laughs> it's for you to decide. Well, no, but that, that all I'm is saying it? is she's laying this out in the opener. That it definitely does. Is, is that what you did? Like, you better not be no, wasting my I'm, fucking time. I'm bringing it into layman's... Don't you c*** me off. <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> Kiss. I'm bringing it into layman's language or I'm attempting, because some of it's pretty tough, actually. I Yeah, yeah. I had to sort of... Uh, really try and get through some legal ease, to be honest. But anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes then. Uh, Vardy was basically the only witness who gave evidence to support her side of the case. Um, and she gave that evidence for two and a half days. Uh, so the judge spends quite a lot of time in the judgment going through what she said. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, the reason Vardy was pretty much on her own on her, in her evidence, there was one other person who gave a statement, it's but that's it. All her friends fell in the North Sea. <laughs> it could have happened. It could <laughs> and their phones, too. It could have happened. Yeah. It could have happened. All their devices and their children and their children's <laughs> children and their families, they're all gone. All gone. Uh, it happens. Yeah. Um, none of the journalists who wrote the stories were ordered by the court to give evidence. Um, basically, people can only be called by the person bringing the action. And even so, they basically, because they're journalists, they had the right not to come and reveal 
who their Tell sources the were. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, so, right. and this is something I didn't know actually. But Rebecca Vardy had signed a waiver saying that if she was the source, they these journalists were allowed to name her. Uh, which is weirdly something that uh, the agent, Caroline Watt, wouldn't do. She wouldn't sign that waiver, uh, which is strange. Um, surprise, surprise. But brilliantly, though, in the judgment, the judge says that this this waiver that she signed was probably an attempt to force Colleen into settling at a level that Vardy was happy with. You know, like as in saying, well, I wouldn't sign this waiver if I wasn't absolutely certain that I'm not going to be named as the mm. source. So you're obviously wrong and you've got to settle. But also she's... She said a lot, Chuck, as we know that it's it's not about the money. So it, it's not. It, it you know it might be now. It probably is um, now. Yeah. You know, just it, a bit. You know, the work's dried up. Um, Vardy's goal bonus is definitely gone. Yeah. Um, Leicester have got no money. You know, so yeah, things could be bleak. Basically, soon. it's all Brendan Rodgers' fault. <laughs> In a way, yeah. <laughs> but what don't do you, take me to court, Brendan. What do you think Vardy was actually? This is something I've been thinking about what what do you think Vardy was actually after in this like if if she if the judge thinks she did this as an attempt to make Colleen settle but was what Vardy was after actually like a public apology do you reckon I don't know that's a really good question like I I don't at all understand what the hell she thought she was doing because (laughs) other than like shooting herself in the foot aggressively over and over again like she's the only one who gave evidence but all of the evidence she gave made herself look really bad yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there yeah absolutely it's just got to be that that stereotypical thing of like no publicity is bad publicity right you get yourself you know win-win there will be as much as like a certain sector of society will say like this is ridiculous what are you doing there'll be loads of others that will just eat this shit up and She'll make tons of money from that. So, yeah, she, maybe. but she didn't. She didn't do it for the money. Yeah, okay. Make it very okay. clear. See, I, it, she I, did I, it all for the nookie. <laughs> it made me wonder whether. <laughs> it made me wonder though whether it, that a public apology was what she was after ultimately, and I just think well, she like was... in a town square. Well, no, on Twitter, like lead her out and stand <laughs> in a town square hear with you, a crier. Hear hear you. Hear you. <laughs> I mean, Ding! Shame. She wanted to do a walk of shame. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, to atone for her sins. Yeah. Okay, right, fine. So anyway, let's get back to the judge. Into um, the North Sea with you. <laughs> uh, the judge is incredibly critical of Vardy and her evidence, uh, saying that when she approaches Vardy's evidence, she does it with very considerable caution. Um, like as a landmine. Um, saying that... Well, you got to pop on, pop on the life jacket first. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. Uh, saying that sometimes her evidence went against documented evidence that the FA had, um, like when it came to the moving of seats during the World Cup. Uh, right. The FA had the documents in place and Rebecca Vardy just up on the stand just argued with it. Um, or just being evasive, not answering questions properly, saying that she was unwilling to make concessions even about documented facts and inevitably that affects her credibility. Um and in the next few points on page twelve of seventy-five pages, uh, the judge. Psycho- how many? How many times? Just, just on that. How many times have you read the seventy-five pages? Uh, two or three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
I think that's more pages I've read, read than since like my GCSEs. Yeah, well, some of it really needs re-reading because it is from the sublime <laughs> to the ridiculous. Like you've got this obviously well, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, articulate judge who can write down her thoughts in, in incredible detail. And as I say, sort of legal language I don't understand. And then you've got the messages between Vardy and Caroline. She better not me off kiss <laughs> and they're, they're in the judgment and stuff and you're just like fucking hell it's a real gear change between paragraphs sometimes um anyway so in the next few points the judge psychoanalyzes vardy uh while for the first time it's, it takes until page 12 before she actually goes also she did it you know she did do it um so justice stain says she thinks vardy is genuinely offended by the accusation in colleen's post and i'll read direct here uh, however, that is not because she was not involved in disclosing information from the private Instagram account. I have found that she was. Um, I love how matter <laughs> of fact she delivers like who she believes in, in that point. There. She's, uh, I found she, she definitely was. She was. Um, she goes on to say that Vardy basically didn't even think about leaking the stories because that sort of thing just wasn't a big deal to her. And she's basically kidding herself about how much she was involved in things that were hurting other people. Uh, Vardy thought that everyone did this and that Colleen was just attention-seeking by crying about it, which is quite a statement for a judge to make, you know, just sort of saying that she's got a level of self-deception and that Vardy's kidding herself that she wasn't involved in this stuff and that she gets offended when she's accused of it. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty hardcore. Wow. Like, like when the when it came out and the papers and and the, the you know the media things immediately reacted to it and say the judge really sort of just comes down on Colleen's side. No, you know, a hundred percent. I was sort of like, yeah, there must be some nuance. No, you read it. She she just says she's completely unreliable. Uh, the next point the judge makes is that Vardy doesn't call her agent to give evidence because obviously that would have been handy. Vardy's entire defence, and remember, she's not the defendant. She's the one that brought it. <laughs> she's the attacker. I, you know, but I keep saying it, her entire defence, like she, she's defending herself. She's the one who brought it. Hinges on her saying that her ex-agent could have done it all without her knowing. Uh, oh, yeah, but don't ask her because she's poorly, so we can't ask her. The judge <laughs> says that uh, Caroline Watt is a vital witness and her absence is striking. Um now, the judge does accept the medical grounds on which Watt withdrew from the possibility of giving evidence, uh, but she also said, however, I am compelled to the conclusion that the primary reason Miss Watt was so very reluctant to give evidence and has suffered adversely from the pressure to do so was that she knew that to a large extent the evidence in her statements was untrue. So, <laughs> even though she's not pitched up, the judge has decided she'd have only talked bollocks anyway. <laughs> So, She's yeah. taking swings at everybody, this judge. Yeah. Jeez. You thought you thought you were going to get away with it sitting at home. Nope, I'm going to take you down too. Yeah, she was like, and while we're at it, Han Solo shot first. <laughs> She's, just, <laughs> She's just going through. Sorting the... out shit all over the place. It was on the grassy knoll. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> um, right, so anyway, then the judge starts to go through the documentary evidence that both sides submitted and starts with the WhatsApp messages that, the, the ones that could be recovered uh, between Vardy and Watt. And she mentions that the WhatsApp messages were in a .text file format rather than the original format that WhatsApp um, exports its, its chats in, if you want to do that. Basically, all screenshots, voice notes, videos, etc. were gone, but she could see where each one should have been in the text file. You know, it basically said file missing or whatever. 
Did those files fall in the sea also? <laughs> they fell yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. They shook the computer till the files fell out. That's that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, and then when the button came up saying save, they accidentally closed that window and pressed delete. It's annoying. <laughs> and then threw that button in the ocean too. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Just everything. Are you doing a trip to the ocean, Caroline? Uh yeah, yeah. Okay, take this laptop, would you? Oh <laughs> no, I've mistaken this laptop for a wine glass and filled it up. Oh that goodness is annoying. Me. <laughs> Well, uh, the judge absolutely takes apart Vardy here, basically saying that nothing she says makes any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Her claim is that it's a text file because she couldn't upload, in inverted commas, the big file due to slow internet connection. Ah, the old big file. Yep. And when she tried twice, her laptop crashed, and then WhatsApp had deleted the conversation between her and what? Wow. Yeah. What a what a weird coincidence that that specifically got deleted. Yeah, with no other conversations affected. Um, Rooney's <laughs> IT expert said these two processes are in no way related. So there's no conceivable reason that would happen. Um, you're talking about uh, an export process on a laptop to a court designated like server and a phone with WhatsApp on it. There's no reason why that would happen. Um and when Rooney's defence team asked for the laptop to wait, see wait, if... hold on. Hold on one sec, sorry. No? She said by trying to upload from the laptop to the court, it deleted the stuff on the phone. She couldn't explain it. Well, of yeah, course no not. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Un- why. That's why it happened. And then they went, shit, uh, it hasn't actually deleted it. What do we do now? Throw it in the sea. I mean, toddlers are better at lying than this. It seems pretty poor, doesn't it? it it's not like you say, it's not even good lying. Um, Do they know how courts work? <laughs> I don't know who was advising her. Um, when Rooney's defence team asked for the laptop to see if the information can be retrieved, guess what had happened to it? In the channel? I mean, I don't know where, but she had thrown it away, despite being told by the court to preserve everything. I mean, how did she seriously think that was going to look? Just throw it away. She just threw it away. I mean, like, who just throws a laptop away? We all know that like stuff can get (laughs) pulled off of of laptops, even if things have died. You know, there are things you can do to recover stuff. But no, yeah, what you have to do is take out the hard drive, drill three holes through it at an exact six. uh, Never mind. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I don't know. I've heard that. I've heard that from a friend. Yeah. Um. Now, of course, we've referenced it a few a few other times. Uh, the other side of that WhatsApp chat couldn't help us out because her phone was at the bottom of the North Where, Sea. Was was she in a chat? Because and and it was the chat group was named WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah, and it just the whole thing just disappeared. Yeah, and it got confused, and it all got so meta mm. because she named the WhatsApp chat WhatsApp with WhatsApp. Because of Caroline, because of Caroline Watt, what? Oscar, yeah. Because yeah. her name's Caroline Watt, so yeah. what? What's at, yeah? What WhatsApp? What's, Do something what's with at? a light, light in the body. Can we, <laughs> Can we look into that? Um, <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the the regarding the phone and the North Sea, which you know happens to the best of us. Hmm. Uh, the judge rather generously describes the chances of that being accidental as slim. Um, <laughs> and that the combination of these events leads her to believe that Vardy deliberately deleted her messages of what chucked her phone in the sea. <laughs> I mean, like, it's so good that the judge basically just says that out. Like, you know, this one is unlikely to happen, as in the phone in the, in the North Sea. 
unlikely but possible. You know, this other one, you can't explain how the fuck that happened. You put them both together and they relate to the same bit of evidence. It's like, it, 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 obviously, you deleted your messages and you chucked your phone in the sea. Come on, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just brilliant. But anyway. I do want to reiterate for any new listeners, especially the Americans who maybe didn't tune in. This person is the one that brought the case to court. It was their choice for all of this to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's, it, it'll get mentioned a few times, I'm sure. Oh. And the North Sea is not something glamorous. No, no, it is. It's not sort of a Riviera where you would take your yacht. It is not the Med. No. It is bleak. <laughs> no, just off an oil well somewhere, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. She went rigging. <laughs> it's about as light as anything else. Um, <laughs> so, reading through the judgment, uh, and this is just me here. Obviously, I'm sort of making making my own judgment on the judgment, but it really looks like Justice Stane got quite pissed off at how Rebecca thought she could just pull the wool over her eyes by saying, I can't remember, or, oh, no, we weren't talking about Colleen there. You know, so you talked about leaking stories and staging paparazzi photographs about practically everyone in your private life except the person who you happen to be suing for defamation. Because that was always a thing. It's just like, no, no, no. That one we were talking about, Danielle Lloyd or, or mm. you know, so, some other wag or whatever. And you're just like, right, okay. So you're just, you, whenever you were talking about leaking stories, you were never talking about the actual person who accused you of it. It just... The judge seems to get quite arsy about it. Um, and brilliantly, now this isn't actually mentioned in the judgment part, but I, I only got it when I was doing some research. Colleen's <laughs> defence evidence cited a legal precedent that was set in a case in 1722, right? 300 years ago, um, mm. a mere 245 years before the Summer of Love, Chuck. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, in, uh, uh, I know you've got that written down because yes. you did the maths earlier. Sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in a time before um, before Oscar's country even existed, legal cases Correct, were being 50 argued. Years before <laughs> legal cases were being argued that may have had a direct result on the outcome of Wagatha Christie. What did What did they do? Did they throw a scroll in the North Sea? <laughs> right, this is. Well, Okay, I've also got that judgment from 1720. Thou best not c*** me off. <laughs> you remember it well. It was a very contentious case. <laughs> now, basically, the the what Colleen was saying was sort of twofold with this 1722 thing. She she was saying that that mostly that even if Caroline Watt did it, she was under your employ, so you have some uh, responsibility, which is something me and Chuck mm -hmm. mentioned in in parts one and two, I think. Hmm. And also that the the absence of evidence is evidence itself. Um, so the uh, plaintiff in the 1722 case uh, was a chimney sweeper's son who was working for him and found a, a jewel in a sort of in a, in a rock and uh, carried it to this goldsmith's shop. And basically they tried to take the piss out of him and say it wasn't really worth anything. Uh, and, and hmm. offered him offered him three halfpence, and um, the boy refused the money and said, "Well, I'll have the rock back." And they gave him the rock back, but without the uh, without the jewel in it, without the sort of valuable bit that he'd found. And so the ruling was threefold: that um, that the finder the finder of the jewel 
while he doesn't own it until the until ownership can be established elsewhere they can be the ones looking after it there's no it's, no one else should take it off them not relevant to this case admittedly <laughs> no <laughs> the second one is that the the master uh who was the the, the head of this shop or whatever had some responsibility because his worker had decided to take the piss out of this kid who had brought the brought the thing in and then nicked the jewels, you know. And the third mm-hmm. thing that the, they they couldn't present this jewel, and so the uh, chief justice decided that he would award damages as if it was incredibly valuable because in the absence of evidence he's going to punish you basically. <laughs> and Colleen Rooney's legal team was citing this fucking chimney sweeper case as part Imagine- of the defence. It meant like the the connections in life between being there in seventeen twenty two and realizing not realizing that three hundred years later it's you... gonna get used because someone <laughs> in the biggest made waste up stories. Of time. <laughs> it's like a frivolous case. This that is was the most forward. English thing fucking ever. I hope that chimney sweep child's name was Bigsby Willowthrear. <laughs> it's literally the origin of Finders Keepers. It does, yeah, it does. I, I don't know what the uh, the names are, Armory and Delamiry. I don't know if that sounds that English, but no, it's, uh, it can be found. All these cases can be looked up uh, in a case in Middlesex in 31st of July, 1722. Anyway, slight digression, but I just thought it was funny that 300 years ago, a chimney sweep found a rock and there might be some relevance to the Wagatha Christie. Uh, Imagine case. if he hadn't. Oh. Maybe Vardy would have got away with it. <laughs> Where would we be? Yeah. Yeah. So does she have to pay out in uh, in rubies and gems? <laughs> jewels. Yeah. <laughs> jewels. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, anyway, the judge uh, decides that it's ridiculous to suggest that Vardy didn't know anything about Caroline Watt le- uh, leaking stories, you know, because of all the talking to her about it and telling her to do it and that. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then sometimes minutes afterwards messaging Colleen expressing sympathy that someone was selling her out I mean she is really horrible about Colleen in messages to uh, what and then minutes later is you know messaging Colleen on Instagram uh, expressing sympathy and going oh I don't know who would do it you know Uh, so let's go through one message exchange between Vardy and her agent that shows the cognitive dissonance that's going on here here they're talking about a second post that Colleen put up on her private Instagram about going to Mexico uh, to inquire about gender selection. So she'd put up one post and then she puts up a second one about going. Uh, What? How much of an attention seeker is Colleen? No press off of her post about genetic selection, so now she starts posting that she's in Mexico in the hope that someone notices. Vardy. Ha ha, I did think that when I saw it. Kiss. Uh, What? Literally showed how desperate she is. Pretend she hates it and then can't stand it once she doesn't get it. I am jealous she's in Mexico, though. Kiss. Vardy, unless she's trying to find out if anyone will leak it. Fuck knows. Kiss. What? Definitely. Kiss. They know she knows, and they still fucking do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking criminally stupid. And I've... Literally. Literally. (laughs) Possibly, yes. (laughs) But, and I've peppered it, so it's funny that you mentioned it earlier, Oscar. I've peppered my notes with it. Vardy brought this case. She knew those messages were going to come out saying, unless she's trying to find out if anyone leaks it, and then you fucking leaked it. It's so weird. It's the, the, the like I say, the cognitive dissonance is absolutely bizarre. Anyway, then the judge uh, brilliantly comes to what she calls the sting operation. She's calling it the sting operation. Um, 
And I'd miss this during the trial, but it just goes to show how much Colleen had thought about trying to catch Rebecca Vardy out. Mm-hmm. One of the viewed Instagram stories that um, Colleen Rooney put into evidence uh, had been seen by three. So obviously the whole crux of her thing was that she had limited her Instagram stories to only being able to be seen by Rebecca Vardy. That's how she knew who the leak was, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, one of the ones that Colleen Rooney put into evidence uh, had, hadn't been seen by only one person. It had been seen by three people. Well, it turns out Rebecca Vardy was going to a barbecue with mutual friends of, of Colleen and hers. And Colleen was worried about Rebecca mentioning something that she'd seen on Colleen's Instagram and um, realising that something was up. So Colleen opened up her stories to these two friends for the day so that if Rebecca mentioned something, it wouldn't seem suspicious. Like, what a fucking genius. <laughs> She's thinking levels beyond what Rebecca Vardy's thinking about. Yeah, this is... This is- do you know what this I mean? is some fucking genius Sherlock Holmes shit. That is that they might talk to each other, but it, and it'd be weird if, like, she said, "Oh no, it's on her Instagram," but then they can't see it. So she she opens it up for the day. So all just, without telling Wayne this whole time. This is it. It's it's insane, and the the, the judge found that she believed that as well. That that she found Colleen to be a reliable witness whose evidence evidence was well well thought out and well given couldn't couldn't be sort of argued with and that she no. she agreed that no one knew about it. That tends it. to be what happens when you're going to go to court you organize your shit. Well, <laughs> some people do, yeah. 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 So ultimately, and we're getting towards the end of the judgment now, but the judge concludes Rebecca was involved in the press leaking of eight stories on Colleen's private Instagram page. And also said that because of the two years of lost messages, because those messages were between 2017 and 2019 in the run-up to this. So they were quite relevant, you know. Um, and the, the casuality that, uh, if that's a word, that um, Rebecca and her agent talk about leaking stories, that they were probably responsible for way more than that. So the judge is absolutely legally satisfied that she leaked eight of them. And... <laughs> That she and probably did like, much more. Probably did more. <laughs> yeah, probably did much, much more. So it's had a bit of interest at <laughs> a service charge. Yeah. <laughs> so finally, paragraph two ninety on page seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> did you count? <laughs> no, they're numbered because it's like. Oh, uh... <laughs> thank God. Okay, I was very worried about you for a second. <laughs> so it basically says conclusion for the reasons that I have given, the claim is dismissed. That's it. <laughs> You're dot, 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 <laughs> guilty. Yeah, she's learned a thing or two from yeah. uh, Colleen's post about building tension. She actually hired Colleen to be her researcher, legal researcher in all cases. Yeah, the, it, it's, it's, it's done. The, the claim is dismissed. So that is literally it. There is nothing for Colleen to answer to now. So then, of course, the post-match starts. Um, Colleen... <laughs> Says, so um, get her in the mix zone outside. Yeah, she exactly, up. start chucking microphones in her face. Sponsors all behind her. <laughs> yeah, um, North North Sea Gas <laughs> sponsors. Um, so Colleen's Colleen went first. Said naturally, I am pleased that the judge has found in my favour with her judgment today. It was not a case I ever sought or wanted. I never believed it should have gone to court at such expense in times of hardship for so many people. Uh, when the <laughs> Especially money, her. Nice, <laughs> nice. When the money could have been far spe- better spent helping others, um, both before and after my social media posts in October 2019, I made every effort to avoid the need for such a drawn out and public court case. 
All my attempts to mm. do so were knocked back by Mrs Vardy. This left me with no alternative but to go through with the case to defend myself and to end the repeated leaking of my private information to the Sun. These leaks from my private Instagram account began in 2017. They continued for almost two years, intruding on my privacy and that of my family. Although I bear Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Vardy no ill will, today's judgment makes clear that I was right in what I said in my posts. Finally, I would like to thank all of my legal team, blah, 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 blah. Rebecca Vardy's statement reads, As I explained in my evidence, I, my family and even my unborn baby were subjected to disgusting messages and vile abuse following Colleen's post and these have continued even during the course of the trial. Please can the people who have been abusing me and my family now stop? The case is over. I want to thank everyone who supported me. I am extremely sad and disappointed at the decision that the judge has reached. It's not the result I had expected nor believe was just. I brought this action to vindicate my reputation and am devastated by the judge's findings. The judge accepted that publication of Colleen's post was not in the public interest because that's true. The second part of the defence which could have been taken was a public interest defence. But obviously because Colleen's not a journalist or anything, that, that was basically thrown out that bit. So it literally this whole thing hinged on whether the judge thought that what Colleen said was true. There was no other uh, defence that would have got her out of it. Mm. And she also rejected Colleen's claim that I was the secret wag. Uh, which, if you remember, Chuck, we, we spoke about, was probably more likely to just be a journalistic construct for a, a column. Was Rebecca Vardy the source of a lot of that? Probably. I mean, she was pretty tight with the Sun journalists, the very same Sun journalists who were writing these things, you know, so it sort of seems a bit... Yeah, and she signs all her emails XOXO Gossip Girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, quite. But as for the rest of her judgment, she got it wrong. And this isn't something I cannot accept. Hey, whoa, hang on, hang on. This is still the quote. Yeah. She she said the judge is wrong and I don't accept it. Yeah, cannot accept. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. But she cannot accept I, it. I don't know. Now, I think, and we, 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 to be fair, Chuck, I've talked about this in previous parts. Like, I have sometimes thought, because we were coming down on the side of Colleen, that was as, as yeah. we we started out being quite balanced, and as we went on, it was clear. Did which... you start out balanced? Did you though? Yeah, first few words and that I reckon that introduction. <laughs> that introduction was neutral. I, uh, for the record, I tried, but it's really hard when you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard when you have. I don't get how. I mean, those serial crime dramas or something. How they stay neutral the whole time because you're like, he did it. He fucking did it. <laughs> Yeah, coming next week, welcome to Wagatha, a new limited <laughs> series by Ian Stimson. Well, you know, I've thought about it. But the thing is, the, the you know, and, and all the abuse stuff that she suffered, which I don't doubt because people on social media are fucking awful. Yep. Yeah, which we should say we strongly condemn this is what I mean. any and all abuse, obviously. Exactly. That should be said anyway. That's what I mean. But, but the thing is, whenever I have thought, oh, do you know what? I don't know whether I should do another part of this or whatever because we 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 do tend to go in pretty hard on Vardy and you know she's had some you know she's had some bad shit online and that but then when she goes and does like TV interviews 3 days afterwards where she just spouts utter nonsense you're like well you you really literally everything that's happened has been because of your actions like I would never, if I saw her in the street, I would s smile and, you know, I would never, ever, uh, you know, say anything you to go, anyone. You go, it's Rebecca Vardy. 
<laughs> I wonder how many people have done that to her. Oh, that'd be. That, I mean, that's uh, funny, but. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know what I'm saying? Don't I, do you it. know, the, obviously you shouldn't fucking abuse her. On, it's a, this is all silly shit, really, isn't it? It's not, she's not fucking mm. killed anyone. She's not, you know, this is all stupid shit, but it's all of her own making. And she perpetuates it by doing an interview a few days afterwards, right? Now, who do you think she did a TV interview with? <laughs> I mean, she the did. Piers? Piers? No, no, it wasn't Piers. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the, I think the... Uh, I think he might be the political editor on on that channel, which is weird. But anyway, um, so yeah, Talk TV, who are owned by News UK, who also own The Sun. So (laughs) she's not fucking helping herself. She's immediately doing a TV Mm. interview with a fucking Murdoch rag of a TV channel instead of a rag of of a paper, you know, where she says that the judge didn't really understand the case. (laughs) <laughs> she kept going on about chimney sweeps or something. <laughs> and so... Yeah, that, to be fair, there, but, there was nothing in the judgment about what's chimney that got sweeps. To do with it? I never went up a single chimney. <laughs> that was a rabbit hole or a, or a chimney I went down, and I, that was not actually in the judgment. It was just something in the defence, madly. Anyway, um, yeah, in this interview, she says the judge didn't understand the case. The judge didn't go through the evidence. Well. Two things. I've gone through this stuff like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, she fucking went through the evidence. Um, And she'd have been helped out if half the evidence hadn't been flung off a fucking Scottish catamaran. It's, (laughs) you know, it's fucking mental to say she didn't go through the evidence. All the evidence she had, she took weeks, didn't she? How long has it been between the end of the trial and the end of getting the verdict? It's been weeks. She went through the evidence. It was a long time. You know, it's it's mental to suggest that otherwise, to be honest. She also claims, and this was the bit that got me, the judge was reading the media and made her judgment based off of that narrative bias. What narrative bias? You're, you're on a TV show giving your narrative. All you've done is give your narrative. All you've done is stole other people's narrative and give that narrative to other people. For fuck's sake, you're not being silenced here. <laughs> Well, like, uh, what? so let's take a quote then. I've never if given... If anything, you've had too much access to media attention. <laughs> no? Uh, quote, I've never given stories to the press. I've never leaked stories on anyone. Yeah, there are a few messages that read differently, but if you looked at anyone's messages out of context, they can be interpreted in completely different ways. But we looked at the messages in context. <laughs> in the context of what you were doing, we looked at the messages. There was no out of context. If you did look at them in a different context, they would be out of context. If they think it looks like we did it, we'll just say someone else had access to my account. Yeah. Yeah. That was, we haven't mentioned it in this episode, that was a message yeah. from Vardy to Caroline Watt. If it if they if it really looks like we did it, we'll just say someone had access to my account. You left the laptop, and some intern got on it, which is exactly what they said to start. With. Yeah. So there's other bits that are pretty mind blowing. She's talking about how the press have made stuff up about her having to sell houses to pay the legal bills that are soon going to be forthcoming, um, and how frustrating it is. Uh, that the press would make stuff up. And the interviewer takes the opportunity to say, well, yeah, and that's how Colleen says she felt regarding the press. So do you have any sympathy for her? And Vardy's response is, I'm sympathetic to the situation she thought she was in. 
And in her own witness statement, she said, you know, that she wanted the stories published. Yeah. She was putting them out there to catch you. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted them published to catch you. She didn't want them published. (laughs) The the inability to put two and two together blows my mind. And she's willing to go out and, and, and no one advises her and says, this isn't, this interview isn't a good idea. Let sleeping dogs lie. This has already got a ridiculous... Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. so just to, to sort of recap, because there's mm. just so much in my head right now, mostly just bouncing, laughing cartoon emojis. Yeah, yeah you've this... been storing this up and nodding a lot. I've I've let my visceral emotion <laughs> come out, and you've just been there. Like I've seen I'm you just, take... I'm fascinated. Honestly, I, I've rarely have I seen Ian this excited, other than when we talked about fish for like 20 minutes the episode you weren't on. <laughs> So Rebecca Vardy's leaking stories for years to the press about Colleen Rooney. Colleen Rooney figures it out, sets up a sting operation. Then, after she has all the evidence, is like, fucking Rebecca Vardy's been leaking my shit. Rebecca Vardy proceeds to delete any and all evidence, (laughs) digital and physical, of her leaking stories. And then sues Colleen Rooney for defamation for accusing her. Knowing full well that all of the things that she has done and all of that evidence was going to have to come out as part of that course that she brought that case. Then deletes everything and then is like, don't know what y'all talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Loses her case and I believe ends up having to pay money to Rooney for the case that she brought. Sounds like you pretty much nailed it there. uh, We've taken three hours on this. You can put, you can put, yeah, you can put these three episodes side by side with Lord of the Rings and it matches up. It totally matches (laughs) up. (laughs) Brilliant. So, but something you said there was was quite interesting. So, yeah, basically you said she's been doing this for years. And this is the thing. All the way along, I've, in this interview, I've never leaked stories on anyone. Well, Danny Drinkwater will say different. Riyad Mahrez will say different. Like Peter Andre will say, well, that wasn't a leak, I suppose. She just did oh, an interview. Oh, Paul Chipola. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I don't think she understands the word never and didn't. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because thinking about it, if because did you say it was 2017 when she made the Instagram story private? That was when this started. Oh, I think that might be right. When Colleen, Colleen had a, well, she had a pri- private Instagram all, all along, but yeah. Two years of yeah, but I mean like started two, two down to yeah, one. Gotcha, yeah. So in two thousand in two thousand seventeen, she thinks it's happening. So how many years before that was she actually doing it? You know. Well, well yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like we say, we this is imagine being Jamie now and having to. Do, I don't know. Just it'd be it, you. You wouldn't want to sort of re- reveal anything to him because you're like, well. You just go home and talk to mm. the wife. Like, like the the Maris thing was big. It was him, him not turning up to training anymore to try and force a move. But it had the the statements, the the story had color in it. You're like, oh, the the Leicester lads are fuming with him, blah blah blah. And it all came from her, via yeah. Jamie. And you're just sort of like, well, it must affect him professionally. Not that he's got much of a sort of playing career left, obviously, just age wise. But you know. It just, I don't yeah. know. This is still this is four or five years ago. Like you know, we. we oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It looks Sorry, like he's dropped everything down, but yeah. And and uh, yeah, not going to say, but yeah. There's there's definitely other consequences to it, and I think yeah, someone him being ostracised and just being like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not talking to you, mate. 
You wouldn't know, would you? Why? You know, you just, you just maybe don't. that's why he retired from England. Well, this is the thing because obviously Wayne Rooney took took the stand and said that uh, he had had to have a word with Vardy about uh, Jamie Vardy about his his wife and the constant publicity attention mm. seeking, exactly what she accuses Colleen of doing. And Jamie just says that didn't happen, but he didn't he didn't go on the stand because Vardy didn't call any witnesses other than herself. So. Yeah, like J- Jamie refuted that out of court, but Rooney on the stand said that Hodgson mm. had asked him to have a word with Jamie because it was getting silly. Um, and like there were numerous, there was two or three, I think, FA witnesses saying various things about the just just the whole thing of it makes makes terrible listening for Vardy. It's like you know the the story of him. Um, changing seats and just being her and her mates just being abusive and shouting F's and C's at FA officials telling them they're not your seats just so she can get in a photo you know and it's it's it just none of it paints her well and mm. she brought it and it's all crazy and going back Oscar you said about legal fees um let's bring it up to date then because I think they're, they're going to court very soon I don't think they'll actually personally have to appear in court but they're going to court very soon to determine how much of Colleen's legal fees Rebecca's now got to pay? Um, well, it, all of them, surely. It's not 100%, no. Um, it's unlikely to be 100% because it, uh, the, the, the manner of the case it is um, right, okay. and, the, and the, the wealth of the two women involved, it means that okay. it's deemed that they're not, they're, they don't have to pay the full amount, as in Colleen can take it and this is something she sl- slightly precipitated herself by doing a public post. So... Mm. Uh, it's unlikely okay. to be a hundred percent, which is useful for Vardy because Colleen's legal fees have apparently doubled from what they were first thought to one point five million pounds. Uh, the well, pound- commission, mm. isn't it? No win, no fee. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but what's what does make me fear for Rebecca Vardy's bank account is it's going to be the same judge making this decision. Yes, and she came out and talked shit about it. <gasps> yeah, mm. well, exactly. Oh, yeah, if the, yes. if the media coverage hadn't got to her before, it fucking will now. This is this is like with the who's the really stupid guy in America? The 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 guy on the All news channel, Alex Alex something, the the hate speaking bloke. Uh, Alex Jones, maybe. Yeah, I try yeah, to yeah. forget people's names, especially the, terrible the, people. He, He's the one, and I've only seen very, very brief things. Oh, in here. I know what you're going to say. It's yeah. a similar thing. Is that they're like, are you saying shit about the judge? No, no, haven't done that. And then it shows a picture of like his YouTube or his news channel or whatever, <laughs> where it's pictures of the judge with lasers shooting out of her eyes at him because they're saying like she's evil. And then the cut pans to the judge who's just staring at him like, what the fuck is this? Really? This is this is like the similar thing. Like, why would you in the middle of a trial where you're trying to effectively because the legal system what it is is ingratiating yourself and making it seem like you probably didn't mean what you did right let's let's cut all the shit here of like 99.99 percent of the time it's not about whether you did the thing or not it's whether you can convince other people what you're like and whether you did it or not yeah doing stupid shit like slagging off the judge in public is not the right thing because as much as they should remain impartial we're also human beings <laughs> Yeah, well, it was always likely that this same judge would be deciding the legal fee argument. I'm wondering if this is like a fight club situation, because like everything points to the fact that she has no idea that she did these things. Yeah. Like, that she she knows oh. that she leaked the stories. So like, Wait. either she doesn't or I don't even know. She, there isn't even a Caroline Watt. 
Caroline, what is Tyler Durden? That's is why that they couldn't call it <gasps> My God. Holy shit, Oscar. You've just come in at the end of the trilogy like... Okay. I will, this is the last thing I'm going to do. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Um, Colleen has done a multi-million pound deal with Disney Plus to do a tell-all three-part <gasps> documentary. No! Oh, shit! I am absolutely desperate to wait, be a wait, talking wait, wait, head. Wait, 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 on it obsessive and, yeah. they'll have to give you subtitles like unwelcome to Rexham. yes yeah yes! they would because you have an incredibly mildly regional accent <laughs> but yeah I i'm telling wait. you welcome to wagatha they gotta call it that they gotta call it that <laughs> i don't know but it's, it's it's gonna be good viewing but that's it and, and unless anything else happens which is very possible I likely yeah. <laughs> uh but there you go. My so. favorite part is she's like, oh, all, all of this stuff is taken out of context when she's the one that threw away the context. But in what, in what, well, yeah, there, there, there could have been a lot more context if you'd have given us the two years of messages. Yeah. But what context <laughs> do we require? You're talking about yeah, these I've people. I've deleted we all know the evidence. You are. It's like all I've the deleted context all the there. evidence. Just go on my word. <laughs> Why are you not believing me? I am the evidence. No witnesses. No one to help you. I just, as well, my phone absolutely fucking blew up when the verdict came out. Oh, of course. Everybody knows how much you love <laughs> It was so funny. I was at the gym at the time and the fucking... And I got... I got yep. Got out. I messaged you so many times. Everything relevant in my <laughs> life happens <laughs> at the gym. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just had about fucking 50 notifications across different apps. <laughs> What does he think about this? Like, 75 pages, calm down. The queen dies, not a peep from your phone. Like at the Christie verdict, it's blowing up. Bling, huge, bling, 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 bling. Huge media response. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, um, I, I haven't got the music, but I suppose we could uh, we could do a quiz. Yes. <gasps> what? Oh, I, oh okay. God. I'll, I'll do the, the horribly sung music, but without it playing. No, please, please refrain. Um <laughs> I just want to say now, Oscar, if you've done a quiz on this trial and case, <laughs> I will not be happy. Because no, I have rain... not. I, I, genuinely, I thought about it and I figured that would be way too unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, how, many, yeah. how many paragraphs was the, ju- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the judgment? 290. 75 pages. Um, all right. Quiz time. It's quiz time. Bluffer. Oh, time anyway. not a bluffer. It's the quiz Oscars right. quiz. I'm not playing time. the music in after the in the edit. I just can't be asked. <laughs> Put it over that. Just, <laughs> there, there's the jingle. I did child's toys. He oh, hold does on. that. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Now it has a melody too. <laughs> yeah, I just I find it so weird that you you you're a drummer. A musician larger hey, than it's, that. It's hard to be that offbeat. I'll have you know, it is yeah, very true. difficult. Um, you're, you're not claiming syncopation. It's not going to wash with me. Right? <laughs> no. Um, Ian, you're going to need something to write with that I can uh, see on camera your response. And Chuck, you're going to be saying your answers out loud with words. Interpretive dance. Oh, words. Okay. <laughs> so... This next trilogy of games, because I am doing these quizzes in trilogies, is going to be based off of my favorite game show, 
in America. Okay. And that is The Price is Right. Ooh. So we will be following standard prices right rules for the answers here. For anyone who does not know, it is the closest answer without going over. So if, for example, I said, how many songs, how many Beatles songs did Ian name on the bluffer? And you said 25, and he had actually only done 24, you would lose. Even if Ian said five, he would get the point there because he was closest without going over. Okay. okay. And this week's category is going to be transfers. That's right. We are guessing the price is right on transfers, specifically the biggest transfers for the seven best clubs in England. And we will start things off with Manchester City. The top transfer for Manchester City was Jack Grealish in 2021-2022 season coming from Aston Villa yeah. in pounds according to transfermarket.co.uk i'll give you a chance to put your number down ian and chuck how much do you think jack grealish's transfer fee was for manchester city on transfer market yes this is in, in pounds this is in british the media pounds. the media always say the hundred million pounds exactly. but you know what it's like they'll include the wages when they want to include the wages yeah i will go because transfer and this is just transfer fee to be clear just transfer fee, yeah. I'll say eighty-three million. Okay, Mr. Stimson, what did you say? See, I think you've been smart there with what you've said, and I, I but I went with what the media said of a hundred million. A hundred million. That point goes to Mr. Stimson. Ding, 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 ding. Point to Ian. Oh, of course, it was the release clause, wasn't it? That was stupid. Oh, was it? I just thought, yeah, that it was 100 million release. Is it actually exactly 100 million, Oscar? It is 105.75 million, according to Transfer wow. Market. Okay. So 105.75, that is the top transfer fee in the history of Manchester City. Second place was Kevin De Bruyne for 68. So a huge drop off there. Big, big time. Which takes us to the second best team in England. Not currently, according to the standings, but in my opinion. <laughs> uh, and that is Liverpool Football Club. The top transfer in the history of Liverpool Football Club was Virgil van Dijk in 2017-18 from Southampton. Chuck, how much Oh, is do it you still bid? van Dijk over Nunes? Oh, it must be van Dijk. Nunes is there. second place here. Then Nunes, then Allison. So, yep. Uh, well, it was, my first, it was close to like 80, wasn't it? Oh, this is funny. I'm just going to go 80 million. 80 million, Mr. Stimson, what is your bid? 75 million. 75 million, ding, 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 point to Ian, absolutely smashing this one. The fee was 76.19 million. Fuck. Ian, that is about as close as you can get. Ian, you were, Chuck, you were very close, but you went over, unfortunately. I did. Um, which takes us to the third best team in England, in my opinion. <laughs> Fuck off if you disagree. And that is <laughs> Chelsea Football Club. The top transfer fee in the history of Chelsea Football Club was one Romelu Lukaku from Inter oh, in the summer shit. of 2021. Well, my guess is it's just going to be the same fucking guess. <laughs> uh, and that transfer fee was... All right, Chuck, what do you think for Romelu Lukaku from Inter to Chelsea well, in the summer of 2021? I want to do the same thing again and just go for insurance. £85 million. £85 million. Mr. Stimson, what did you say? I went with £100 million. A hundred million pounds. It was one hundred and one million point seven. Whoa. Whoa. Ian, <laughs> you are 
absolutely smashing this. No, I do want to play out all hell. seven, but Ian, you have three to zero right now on the points. Fuck it out. Um, but we'll play out His all seven. His name is ninety fun. million. I don't get it. No, oh. one hundred and one point seven. Take it up with transfer market. Second place is Wesley Fofana, seventy two point three six, and then Kai Havertz at seventy two, and Kepa at seventy two. Rounding. Wow, out all four. four of those transfers really. Anyway, <laughs> great. Yeah. Moves. Well, you know. Fernando Torres is in the top 10, so we won't even talk about that, because that transfer is like 12 years ago. Uh, let's go to the fourth best team in England, in my opinion, entirely arbitrary, and that is Arsenal Football Club. Top transfer of all time, get ready to giggle, is Nicola one Nicola Pepe. Pepe. Oh, God, really? <laughs> From Lille in 2019-2020 season at the age of 24. All right, and Chuck, how much did Nicola Pepe cost? £72 million. 72 million pounds. Wow, very specific. Ian, what do you have? 65. Point to Chuck. Ding, 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 ding. Exactly 72 million. No. Very well done, Chuck. Finally. Is that because we was... just said 72 for Kepa and Kai? I wonder. Uh, no, no. Nicola Pepe, I knew it because it was the year when um, Arsenal were going to buy Zaha and then didn't pay us money and then they bought Pepe for 72 million instead. Fuck, but they there wouldn't you give, go. They, but they wouldn't give us 72 odd million for Zaha. Well, that worked out pretty well for Palace and not so great for Arsenal. Do you want to, want to take a guess on what their number two transfer is most expensive? Uh, Ozil? Nope. Ozil's number seven. Aubameyang was wow. number two for 57.38. Oh. Aubameyang, then maybe Lacazette. Sanchez must be up there. I already closed the tab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what's his tits? Uh, the terrible defender, Mustafi. 30, 30 odd million. Yeah, that was. There we go. Anyway. All right. Let's take it to the fourth best, fifth best team in England by my entirely arbitrary opinion, and that is Tottenham Hotspurs. And the top transfer from there is one Tangi Ndombele in the 1920 season coming from Olympic Lyon. Yeah. At the tender age of 22. What a strange transfer to be your biggest transfer of. Yeah, Richarlison is number two. Richarlison's number two. Yep, and then their number three is also from this past summer at Christian Romero. Okay. So they had a busy summer. Just keep... Just give more hints. I was going to say, uh, that's a lot of information there. Okay, I've got a number. Yeah. All right. Chuck, how much did Tongue and Dumbly cost for Spurs? I'm going to go slightly under what I think it is, because I think it's something weird like 52.1 or 51.2. So I'm just going to say a flat 50 million pounds. Ooh, Ooh flat 50 for Chuck. Ian, what do you have for to- uh, for Spurs' top ever transfer? Sorry, that's a hard word to say. I've gone close as well, 45. 45. That point goes to Chuck. Ding, 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 ding. 54 million pounds. 52.2 would have gotten you Richarlison, and 45 was Christian Romero. Which takes us to the sixth best team in England, and that is one Crystal Palace. Chuck, I feel as though you'll have an unfair advantage in this one. Oh, my boy Benteke. Is it Benteke? Correct. He knows who it is. That's right. It was Christian Benteke. This is in British pounds. He plays oh, in the MLS now. 2016-17 season from Liverpool Football Club. Christian Benteke at the tender age of 25. Ian, I'll give you a chance to think and write. Uh, Ian, Chuck, I can only assume you know this down to the exact <laughs> cent. Okay. But I'll see you Chuck, guess, yeah. what you do and but what... It, uh, but it's you know. that thing with transfer fees. It's You don't know. Mm-hmm. Do they include some add-ons? Do they yeah. add it in later on? So. These numbers are suspiciously like not twenty eight 
or 25 um, or 32 it's like it, decimal it's, places involved and stuff yeah but. exactly it's close to 30 but i think it's about 27 million pounds chuckles 27 ian what do you got here 20 20 that goes to chuck oh, not surprising 28.08 which 8. means, 8. yeah. See, I'd never heard twenty. Yeah, okay. That we go to the seventh From and final three nil down. Oh, that good is Manchester, Manchester United. United. Fun fact: Manchester United have five of the seven most expensive transfers oh in the history my of England. God. That's insane. Oh, um, it's bloody what's his name from this year, isn't it? No, it is not. He is, is number not? two. He was the top oh. transfer fee this summer, Anthony from okay. IX. Uh, but the top ever transfer in the history of Manchester United is one Paul Pogba at the age of 23. Wow, he was oh, young. Man. Uh, in 2016-17, they really did rob us of his entire Ruined prime. The Fuck them. Fuck them. Mm. Um, from Juventus for a transfer fee of... I am going to say, uh, this feels like one where it would have gone up over time and would have gone massive. Um, I'm going to go 90 million Oh, I've gone close. Oh, Mr. Stimson, what do you have? 85 million. 85 million? Point goes to, and go ahead and cue their music. Chuck! 94.5 million with the absolute comeback from 3 mil down. That is Chuck! I'm so far away from the microphone and it's still peaking with my (laughs) epicness! I'm bereft. I am so upset. Boy, am I glad we went for a wee before that quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get in. What did you say the the number was, Oscar? 94.5. So you were off by about five-ish. Oh, million wow. Anthony at 85.5 number two and then 78 76 76 Harry Maguire yep has a Magaza well, Jaden Sancho and Romelu Lukaku who features in the top 10 transfers of all time twice yeah he's like in what, the Premier like League the history. biggest transfer fees ever isn't he just because of those yeah. two moves yep. um splendid oh what a lovely ending look at his face he's <laughs> dejected <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, look, we've just done a third part on Wagatha, mate. Focus on focus on yep. that, the positives, you know. Yep. Um, there's football coming up. Uh, obviously, there is England playing tonight. Don't know what the score is. Don't care. I want my time back for watching the England-Italy game, please. <laughs> um, but after, and it's been, genuinely, it's been two days short of a month uh, since Palace last yeah, played a game. Uh, and we're back on Saturday, the 1st of October. Uh, this coming Saturday, North London Derby um, kicks off the morning. Um, Bournemouth-Brentford in the Burr Derby. Um, so we either get Bournemouth or Rentford after that one. That's how it works, isn't it, Oscar? Yeah, um, that's right. And then... Uh, Little mop derby in there. Is yep. it? Put, bring Christian Pulisic into your fantasy teams for a one-week punt. He will score against Palace. He always scores he against Palace. He is injured. And he's right. Did you know he's writing a book? He's writing a book. I I don't want to read it. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Um, so finally, we get to see Graham Potter's first foray as a Chelsea manager, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. But again, well, we just did play in the say, Champions League. I called it. Yeah, this, that doesn't count, does it? We didn't <laughs> Very weird Europe, formation. Oscar. He played an MM formation in the Champions League. Anyway, whatever. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, Palace <laughs> yes. finally come back. Uh, Fulham versus Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton, rudderless Brighton. Oh no, they've got, uh, they've got a, a manager now, Deserve. Yeah. Sorry, Bournemouth. Bournemouth are rudderless down That's there right. on the south coast. That's My right. apologies. Um, Southampton versus Everton and West Ham Wolves in the S Ham Wolves derby. Um, we then get the Manchester derby on Sunday. Man City versus Man United, Leeds versus Villa, and then uh, Monday, third of October. Go out, do something else. It's a dog shit derby. It's Leicester versus Nottingham Forest. No, Mark, I'm not sorry. Um, deal with it. That is going to be awful. Um, Brendy Rogers will probably get fired after that one. So it's good to have uh, men's football at least back because the WSL has yeah. been uh, going absolute fucking gangbusters. Um, some really twice. great games. Reigning reigning champions Chelsea losing to promoted Liverpool in the first game of the season in a game with three penalties. Um, Arsenal absolutely destroying two, uh, two games, 4-0. Um, I went to my first uh, women's live game. I went to watch Palace in the championship. Uh, that was very nice. We lost to Southampton, but it was uh, bloody great. Different atmosphere, um, much nicer, really decent game. Um, you'll be happy to know the refs are still shit. Um, and uh, <laughs> Ian, I don't, know, I, I don't know how you'll feel about this, Ian, but they didn't do a, a lap of honour, but they did all come over and do pictures and autographs and everything for, for all the fans and chatting. And oh, they were obviously, uh, we beat our attendance of uh, 1,800. Um, and also, but for the women's game in this country this week in the Women's Super League, the North London Derby, I believe, had 48,000 yeah, at the crazy Emirates. numbers, yep. Absolutely yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Which is is just great, especially after the Euros and when football did come home because the men's team aren't going to fucking ever do it, <laughs> pricks. Um, it, it's just great to see that kind of response. It was it was kind of one of the parts of when football stopped for uh, the period of mourning that we had that a lot of um, WSL games and championship games had fixtures at the, yeah. the men's team stadium and they were going on for big potentially big um attendances and stuff like that so a bit of a hit there um whatever your thoughts are on that but it's really great to see uh the women's game growing and getting the coverage and yeah pick it up all the games are on the fa player you see stuff on sky here um and the bbc sky has been giving it the full 4k hdr you know where, yeah where, fucking where, where hell can. i can't even get the men's premier league over here in 4k other than like once yeah. every couple of weeks yeah i was i was watching the north london derby um the other day and it was the full shebang you know i was like good they're prop they're properly doing it you know yeah. Oh, and sh- and uh, shout out Sam Kerr for being the top-rated Chelsea player in FIFA at a steady 91. <laughs> nice. and, and on the cover. And on the cover. Yep. Mm-hmm. With, uh, mm-hmm. with Kylian Mbappe. She's been offside more times than Michi Batshuayi, but, you know. <laughs> um, speaking of FIFA, Ted Lasso. Oh, AFC Richmond. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. there's your career mode sorted out. I, if we had rapid-fire news, it would have just been a half-hour segment about Ted Lasso being in yeah. FIFA. So what's interesting is obviously they because they they play at Palace so their ground is Selhurst Park and Palace are their rivals quote unquote in the game so it's just like home oh, and away awesome. it's just a, it's just the same stadium redressed um, but no that's that's really fun I mean could have added like more actual players in the game but yeah fine, that's fine. <laughs> but it's, it's whatever fine. make the most of it because obviously this is the last year before FIFA take their license back and then they make a terrible game but. Um, anyway, that about rounds us off, I believe, uh, for this week. It's been bloody lovely to be back. A uh, little bit of a taster of football there, but really the main, the uh, the stodge of this pod was uh, rightfully giving the conclusion to the trilogy from Ian. But say goodbye, Mr. Oscar Ponte. Bye. And say goodbye, Ian Stimson. 
It's better than Return of the Jedi. This is it. And uh, thanks as ever to our producers on Patreon, Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, Andy, and Tom Townley. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.